0: Welcome to The Pog Show. I'm your host, Christine Martindale, Public Information Officer for the City of Port Orange, a city in Central Florida that is unique by choice, not by chance. I will be bringing you powerful interviews and on-the-go info to gain a better understanding of the various services and functions our city provides. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, to Episode 14 of The Pog Show. Today, I have with me in the podcast studio Juno Reed, Construction and Engineering Manager for the city's Public Utilities and Public Works. Hi, Juno.
1: Hello, Christine.
0: Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Absolutely, my pleasure.
0: So before we dive into some of uh, the current projects that you're working on on behalf of the city, let's start off our listeners uh, with telling a little bit about yourself and maybe how long you've been with the city and, and where you were before the city.
1: Well, as you, as you said, I'm, I'm Juno Reed, and I'm a, I'm a civil engineer, PE by trade. Um, I've been at the city for about two and a half years, working in the public works and utilities department, managing the construction engin- and engineering there. Prior to the city, I worked at Volusia County. I worked at a couple of different divisions at the county. I was with the water resources division for a couple of years and then moved over to solid waste, specifically at the Tomoka Farms Road Landfill, spent about eight years at the landfill.
0: Very nice. Oh, I remember when you came on board and, um, you know, just a joy because I've worked with you a lot on social media posts and things like that. So you do have a wealth of knowledge, especially in this area. So before we move on, I don't want to forget to mention about some of your adventure races. So we, before you we get into business, so, you know, when you're not working, I hear that you can be found traveling across the country competing in uh, what, 24 to 144 hour races.
1: Right, so um, I got ad- involved in adventure racing probably 12 or so years ago. Um, and adventure racing is a sport, it's a team sport that involves uh, multi-disciplines like off-road biking, off-road running, and some sort of boating or canoeing or something like that. And it's all self-supported and they're unmarked courses, so you have to navigate your way through the course, um, finding checkpoints along the way. And the team that gets the most checkpoints and the allotted time would be the winner. And in fact, I just got back yesterday from Colorado. I competed in an event um, this past weekend, a 24-hour event called the Never Summer Adventure Race. And my team ended up seventh place overall, so wow. we were very pleased with how we did. Yes. Oh,
0: congratulations! Oh, that's great. Um, I know we, we I had put you in our internal newsletter a couple of years ago um, when you had talked about that, and it kind of resonated with me. You know, when I do Ironman competitions, very different, obviously different, um, but with endurance uh, racing, it's it's a lot of work, but. Um, you know, I, I love it, and I'm sure you do too, because you continue to
1: do them. I do, and, and we actually see a lot of the Ironman um, athletes try to come over to adventure racing, and they're usually very strong, very athletic, but the navigation part is typically the part that the, the when they immediately come over from the triathlons that they struggle a little. Got
0: bit. It, Cause got it. Because that's kind of
1: the you don't have to be the fastest always in adventure racing, but if you can if you can optimize your route and be really good at navigation, you can, you can go a lot faster than the faster teams.
0: Got it. Well, never know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, tr- I'll go into some uh, adventure racing.
1: Just let me know. We're, I'm always looking for teammates.
0: Okay. Never know. Never say never. Right. So anyway, let's, so let's get back to business. Right. So let's start with some of the current and upcoming projects that you are currently working on.
1: Okay. So currently Thanks. we have a project under construction that we're calling it the house and orange stormwater and water main improvements. So that involves some stormwater improvements at the intersection of Howe Street and Orange Avenue. Um, we've historically had some some flooding issues in the area, some street flooding up in the yards and garages and stuff. So the primary part of the project is to take care of the flooding. So we're going to put in some stormwater infrastructure there and discharge all of that stormwater from that intersection to the canal to the east. So that's going to solve a big problem. And since we're in the area digging up the road, we have some old water systems in there so we're going to upgrade and replace some of the water system as well and that's an ongoing project we've been we were started construction at the beginning of june and we're expected to be done by spring of some at some point on that one
0: that's good to know. You know, stormwater improvements, that's, you know, it's something that, you know, when residents or, you know, we, we communicate with our residents and citizens about this, but um, sometimes they don't know all the details behind that. And it's regarding, imp- we're improving our city with all this, right? Sure. So, and, and
1: the stormwater is very important um, and also very challenging because we do have a lot of areas where we could do projects in the city. But, of course, as everything else, funding funding comes into the issue. Um, I have a saying, I, I think I stole the saying, but I have a million different areas where I can spend a million dollars in the city, so we have to prioritize and choose, which is sure. difficult
0: sometimes. Sure, Absolutely. So if you would, maybe highlight the work um, the city forces do, such as cleaning ditches and making repairs to the existing stormwater system to improve performance.
1: Right. I, I cannot speak highly enough about our stormwater crew, because that really... That's the thing that, that comes to the surface the most during the rainy season. And when the, when the canals aren't clean and the stormwater system isn't properly maintained, then you can have some issues. So our, our guys do a really, really good job of getting the system cleaned and repaired. And they go and we're cleaning ditches and cleaning the clogs out. So it's something that they're doing all day, every day, even when it's not raining, primarily when it's not raining in the dry season where they get a lot of that good work done. And I think we're really starting to see some some results from that hard work that we're doing. So.
0: That's great. And I know, uh, you know, we are in hurricane season right now and it has been raining. It just actually just finished raining this afternoon. So I understand. Um, but, you know, this is the time to um, I'm sure that they worked very hard during the dry season. And then this is their time to, you know, you never know when a storm's going to come up. Right.
1: Right. Right. And I think that they get a lot of a good sense of accomplishment when they see the fruits of their labor, when they see the big, heavy rainfalls come. And the ditches or the system that they just cleaned or repaired actually functions the way it's supposed to. That's really good. And I've seen a lot of that. So really, really good job. Sure.
0: And so what can residents or citizens do to help, to, help, right? to help us?
1: Well, I think our citizens do a great job because they let us know when they see issues or problems. And I think that's the number one of the things that the citizens can do is if they see something that they feel needs to be reported to let us know let us know and then we will take the you know whatever they say and if it is something that we can do then we will do our best to either fix it or, or remedy the situation
0: right and I, that's why i always like to emphasize when you see something say something
1: right it, it it's very simple but that's that's absolutely the best thing you can do
0: right you know and coming from you know as the pio here you know i only can communicate. You know, there's so many methods of communication that I can get out through newsletter and social media and at this podcast and and all that. But um, we we look to our citizens to be our advocates as well. And so if they can see, you know, if they see something, say something. I know our citizen tracker is a great tool that they can use. Um, What other forms of communication can they uh, do to reach out to you?
1: To me, the, the absolute number one best is the website Citizen Tracker because that immediately initiates a work order. It's a trackable thing, and we always follow up on those. So that would be the best thing. Go to the website, Citizen Tracker, and put in what you see. But if you'd rather make a phone call, to make a phone call to the that will ring right to Public Works is uh three eight six five oh six five five seven five. So 506-5575 brings directly to our public works. Admin up there, and they can do the same thing. They can put, they can input the request right into the request to the citizen tracker for them. So those are the two absolute best ways to get in touch with folks at the city. I would say.
0: All great points. So I know we've had and currently have uh, some road closures recently in our city that have uh, taken you know a few weeks or a little bit more than that to accomplish. With one example being currently the closure of Hidden Lakes Drive South between Dexter Drive and Craig. Port and the intersection of devon street and london place that is actually now open uh which is great um now these are part of the citywide stormwater improvements correct that's correct okay and um maybe if you want to expand on that a little bit with those uh, particular roads or so,
1: so what we did with those projects is we have our so our public works engineering staff and our public works operations staff got together and identified six areas in the city that needed some immediate work there was some 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 pipe failures, or there's some areas that need some immediate work. So we did an in-house design. So our public works engineer, Alex Popovic, designed designed the six solutions. And then we, we vetted those, we reviewed the plans, and then we put those out to bid. So we currently have a contractor building those. So there was kind of a – it was an engineering and operations up front, and then we have a, a Gregory Construction who's out doing that work. So – And so far, they've done a a, a good job with what we've had to ask them to do.
0: Right. Well, I know that the, um, you know, the intersection of Devon Street and London Place is now open. And when we put that on social media, we got a lot of, uh, you know, positive feedback. But, you know, I know these improvements need to be done. And I know currently um, the closure uh, off of Hidden Lakes Drive is currently closed. But uh, hopefully it won't be too much longer.
1: Right. And we do understand and, and empathize with the citizens when, when we do close their roads or roads that they typically take. And we understand that it is not, you know, it's it, it's an inconvenience to them, but we just want them to understand that what we're doing is we're trying to make our system and our city better. And sometimes you do have to close a road in order to give the contractor room to do the work that he has to do. With the road we specifically have closed now, we know that it's a, a main route to school. So we've already made arrangements with our contractor that we're going to leave the sidewalk open so we'll have pull, full pedestrian access the whole time. And we're really, really pushing to try to get that pro- that specific part of the project done before school starts. Mm-hmm. But with the rain, it's always hard to. Sure. Hard well,
0: to we are in rainy season, and um, I I had I remember the closure started on you know just a few weeks, and uh, we put electronic signboards, and we, we made sure that we gave citizens plenty of notice. And myself, I was uh, cutting the back way through Yorktown, and I go, oh the, oh I forgot about the detour, and the detour was so. Um, it was so easy. It wasn't hard, I, and I was back on Rillo Run in no time. So it, it, it's not that difficult and uh, pretty easy. So uh, shouldn't be hopefully you know too much longer. And I know this is summer, so but I know we are facing the rainy season right now. So I get it.
1: Right, we are lucky with that specific closure that we did have very easy detour routes. Now the previous one at Devon in London, that was a little more difficult, and we did have to get kind of creative with our detour but it, it worked out in the end with with not a lot of issues.
0: Sure. I and I know our citizens are understand cuz you know these improvements need to be done. So as long as we the thing that we like to do is make sure that we communicate ahead of time which we have done and and once we communicate that ahead of time they can just they I think they can swallow it better than all of a sudden if there's no notice, right? And we've been doing a great job with all that.
1: And even during, you know, we always have an inspector on on site who's one you know a city staff member is a great point of contact. We have really good inspectors out there and they work really good with the citizens and the contractors, try to make sure that the citizens are able to get to and from their houses or to and from work or to and from school. And then still at the same time, allowing the contractors to perform the work. So.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I know we covered a lot of details here. Is there uh, other points that you'd like to cover that I didn't mention?
1: Um, nothing specific. I just, I, I you know, I, I I appreciate all the opportunity that the city has given me, and I really like the work that we do, and I think the citizens of the city are very um, proactive and very active, which I appreciate because we have a lot of thousands of miles of road and pipe that we can't always have our eyes on, so a lot of times the citizens of the city are, are the best eyes and ears that we can have, so we, we really appreciate the you know, the continuing communication we get from, from outside the city.
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, that phone number here uh, to, to contact if there is a question at the Public Works Department is 386-506-5575. Or of course, our website, and you can hook on right to our Citizen Tracker, which is on the homepage of our website, which is www.port-orange.org. You know, I know we covered a lot, but um, I really appreciate your time uh, spending a few minutes with me. I think it's a an important topic. Just with, um, I know we've had some closures recently, and I know there maybe some people don't understand. Like, oh, you know, again, why? And now we have a better understanding of why why we do what we do.
1: Right, and and in specifically some of the older sections of town, these projects are going to continue. We have some really big water main improvement projects in some of the older sections of town, and um, we really do appreciate the citizens' patience working with us because we are trying to improve. You know, the water system and the stormwater system, which at the end of the day will improve their, you know, their. Their living situations. So. Sure,
0: sure, absolutely. Um, Juno, thank you very much for, for taking your time. I really appreciate that and giving our citizens a little bit more insight about our public utilities and public works as it pertains to, you know, uh, civil engineering and all these projects. I learn something new every day when I bring in guests. I'm, I'm always learning, so I appreciate your time. But I do want to give a, a quick plug. Um, the mayor and our city council members are hosting a town hall meeting on Thursday, August 19th, starting at 6.30 at the Lakeside Community Center. Um, this is this is open to the public. It's free. It's an opportunity to learn um, just about what's going on in our city, to ask questions. And, uh, and again, all this information ha- can be found on our homepage of our website, as well as our social media platforms. Um, but again, if you have a question or you want to know what's going on in all areas of our, of our city, um, come to our town hall meeting on Thursday, August 19th at Lakeside Community Center, which is 1999 City Center circle. And that starts at 630. So again, thank you, Juno. appreciate your time.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. So of course, the best ways to find the city is by the city's website, www.port-orange.org, the city's Facebook page, Port Orange City Hall, the Twitter page at City Port Orange, and our LinkedIn page, City of Port Orange. This podcast, The Pog Show, can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. This wraps up episode 14 of The Pog Show. Until next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today on The Pog Show. We've only just begun. And with you sharing, subscribing, and leaving a five-star review for this podcast, it's really going to help launch us to the next level together.